Okay, so now you can have a few questions, inshallah. Is it permissible to remain married with the wife uh, who doesn't practice Islam? Um, can the woman ask for a divorce because of this? It's permissible to remain, uh, let's put it this way. It is not necessary to divorce your wife just because she's not practicing. Your responsibility is just to help her practice. Right? Encouragement, slowly, slowly. So sometimes what happens is that husband and wives, they get married, none of them are practicing and that's why they chose each other. And then one of them becomes practicing. And then they want the other spouse to change overnight. That's difficult to change overnight sometimes. They have to have patience. But of course, if your marriage becomes unlivable because of this, then you would have reasons to divorce. Otherwise, generally you don't divorce a wife just because she's not practicing. Uh, another question is that what about if your parents tell you to divorce your wife because she, they, don't like your, they don't like your wife? Should you divorce? What do you think? Shouldn't you, don't you have to listen to your parents? You don't have to listen to your parents? Generally? And they don't like your wife, but she's fine with you and the children, mashallah. So should you have to divorce her? Somebody came to Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahimahullah and said that my father is saying I must divorce my wife. Should I do that? So he said no. He said but Umar radiallahu anhu instructed his son to divorce his wife. So he said yes, you can't do that though until your father becomes like Umar. So if your father is like Umar radiallahu anhu and he's very just and he knows why he's doing it then no because your father could be doing it for other, other reasons. The beginning of guidance is a very practical book to increase one's spirituality. Will this book be helpful in a marriage? I believe that if you can become one of the benefits of reading the beginning of guidance is that it will make you closer to Allah. It will make you start loving Allah more and doing more for Him. And when you do that, it removes your arrogance. It, it increases your trust in Allah. It makes you more tolerant. It makes you more patient. All right. So when something does go wrong, you're going to think, well, Allah will give me a reward because of my patience. So you can see how it's beneficial in that sense. It improves your iman. And if a person's iman is improved, then they're going to have more tolerance. Uh, can you recommend a work which explains the rights of a husband and the rights of the wife? The Fard, the Sunnah, the Mustahab. I don't know how useful those books are. Because marriage is not about rights. Marriage is about making it work and the sacrifice. But there are some good books on this subject. And one of them is by one of my teachers, Maulana Abdurrahim Saab. He's written a book called A Gift of Nikah or something like that. And he's got... Uh, all of these categorizations in there. MashaAllah, it's a very useful book. My book is going to be very different to that. Mine is not going to be based on the fiqh of, you know, this is wajib, fard and whatever. Some of it will be like that. But mine is going to be more practical, pastoral uh, advice based of the different stages of marriage. Right? But uh, a gift of nikah, you can probably find it on his website, tafsirrahimi.com or Rahimi Publications or something like that. Uh, I, I had a brief look at it. I received it recently. Uh, and then I think Mufti Muhammad deals with a lot of that in his marriage courses. I don't know if there's one online. Uh, and I don't know if he's covered it in his 40 collection of uh, hadith on that. I'm not sure. But that would be a, a, a book that you can look at for now at least. 
uh, women can be very emotional from time to time. What, uh, how, how do men deal with this? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Um, women, may Allah bless them, may Allah reward them, they go through numerous hormonal changes. Numerous. I don't know what the statistic is, but there's a huge statistic of women who suffer from postnatal, bleed, postnatal depression. All right? Not just that, every month, PMT, premenstrual tension. You'll be wondering, like, why is she acting like that? We were completely fine yesterday. Today, she's so sensitive. And you're like, what's wrong? When you first, you know, when you first get married, when you first experience this. And then, two days later, she's perfect again. And you have to realize that this is hormone. This is what I believe that whole hadith about crooked rib and all of that comes in there. You're going to have to just be patient. Whoever's asking this question, you're going to have to be patient. All right? Because these are hormone genes. Now, what I... Um, you could tell them to take evening primrose oil. There are remedies for these kind of hormonal imbalances. So for women, they should own up to this and they should try to get natural therapies to try to help them control those emotions. But if a woman is, if a wife is trying, then the husband just needs to be more patient with that. This is the struggle of a marriage and that's why marriage is half of your deen, by the way. If you didn't have to do all of these struggles and didn't have to learn patience and exercise patience and trust in Allah, marriage probably wouldn't have been half of your faith. But the Prophet ﷺ said marriage is half of your faith. And this is what makes it half the faith. If you're successful in this, inshallah, you're successful in the hereafter as well. Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah said that three talaqs is in one go says with anger comes as one. Are we as lay Muslims allowed to follow a mujtahid's opinion even if it goes against a mujtahid's madhab? You see the thing is that the first person, when you trace this historically speaking, the first person to say this was Ibn Taymiyyah. Before him, none of the Hanbali said it, uh, none of the Hanafis, Maliki, nobody said it. He is the first one to publicly give this fatwa. There is an opinion that his grandfather was the first to give a private fatwa on this. Now, obviously, it's become more popular. People are taking it because it's easy. But the four madhabs, they disagree with it. Right? They disagree with it. Rather, I think we just need to educate people to, because giving more than one is a bid'ah anyway. At the end of the day, it's wrong to do so. Sinful to do so anyway. So people should just stop doing that. What is allowed and what is not allowed in the Idda period? Shall I just read it to you? In the Idda period, it depends on the Idda. If it's a reconcilable Idda where you can just get back together, as I explained, without having to marry, then the woman is actually recommended to beautify herself and try to attract her husband. But, uh, so they don't have to have hijab in that case. But if it's an irreconcilable divorce, uh, like the, the, the elusive statement divorce or the final divorce, then they, ha they have to stay in the same house, but they, uh, the, there has to be hijab observed because they have to remarry to get back together. The other thing is that a woman in that situation is not allowed to use makeup. She's not allowed to beautify herself, not allowed to wear flashy clothes, not allowed to even go outside. Unless absolutely necessary, you can consult a mufti in that. So that's generally the main. That's generally the main uh, obligation in this case. The husband has to pay for her even during this time, even though she's no longer his wife. But for those that period time, that idda time, 
he's still responsible for everything of hers. Unless she decides she don't want to stay with him and she goes off, which she would be sinful for doing so, but then he's not obliged to then take care of any expenses. That's even in marriage. If a wife refuses to stay with her husband and says, I'm just going to go to my dad's house for, for, five days, uh, sorry, for five weeks or whatever, he's not obliged to pay anything in that time. Because the reason he, he's obliged to pay is if she stays with him. And if he doesn't stay, then he's not obliged to pay. Why can't a woman utter a divorce? And how does a woman divorce her husband? Uh, she's not allowed to utter a divorce. There's many reasons for that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only gave this right to men. Uh, one of the reasons that some people mention is that it's because women are generally more emotional than men. I know some men are weird as well, right? But the majority of men uh, are not like that. But for women, they, they, if they're in that emotional state, they may just divorce. Their, they're more likely to divorce, use the divorce. But if a woman is in a situation where she wants out, then she generally goes and consults this, um, what they call a judicial panel. In a non-Muslim country, it'd be a judicial panel. In a Muslim country, it'd be the judge. And says, look, I don't want to stay with him because of X, Y, and Z reason. They will look into that case. And they will, they will say, okay, force the husband to give a divorce. Or if he doesn't give, then they will dissolute the marriage. Or they will say that, no, you don't have valid reasons to do that. But then they would say the same thing to a husband and they would tell him off if he divorced without a reason as well. But we're living in a non-Muslim country, so it's, there's nobody to tell the husband off except the scholar in the masjid. And he doesn't listen to him. If your husband tells his wife you are divorced while there is a witness but then goes back saying she made me say absolutely if if you're a lot of husbands they say oh she made me say it so what it's done now you are it was up to you to say it she wasn't going to kill you and even if somebody's going to kill you and you have to do divorce that will still be a divorce unless you write it then it won't be divorce so if somebody's forcing you to divorce like a serious force and you write it, then that divorce doesn't occur. But if you say it, it will. So you just say, look, let me write it. Then that divorce won't occur. That's a loophole. But to say that my wife was forcing me, meaning she just kept saying, she kept bothering me, she kept nagging me. Where's well, the divorce then? You just don't want to do a divorce, believe me. You don't want to play with it. Okay, I think that's it. Anybody have any other questions? May Allah give a healthy marriage.